For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the program here on Wednesday morning. Uh, a reminder, just for some programming notes, that uh, this week's edition with the New Bedford City Councilors, uh, we have, of course, Council President Linda Morad with us every Friday, and she brings along another counselor to discuss some of the things that are going on with the council that week. That, instead of being on Friday this week, that's going to be on Thursday, right after the 8 a.m. news, because we have on Friday our special mini miracle broadcast. Uh, we were able to sit down and speak with the family yesterday. And it's a very touching story. You'll hear all about it Friday morning. But it's uh, it's something that what I like about this is not only can we help this family, but there is a very clear path to how we can help this family. So this isn't an abstract thing where they need a lot of different things to come together to create a mini miracle for this family. There is one specific thing that we as the WBSM community can do for this family that will change all of their lives. And we're going to talk about that on Friday morning and share their story with you. So that'll be taking up the, the Friday broadcast. So we move the counselors over to Thursday, so they'll be with us tomorrow. And then uh, also tomorrow in the 7 o'clock hour, Kristen Harris, the research coordinator for the Boston Tea Party Museum, will join us to talk about the Tea Party and some of the events that are planned on December 16th, the 250th anniversary of the tea being dumped into the harbor. And I found, I wrote an article at WBSM.com and on the app about the Dartmouth the first ship that arrived with the tea, I mean, not, not the first ship to arrive with tea, but as part of the three ships that were boarded as part of the Boston Tea Party, this was the first of those three to arrive. It was also the first ship built in New Bedford. You can read about that. But I didn't realize the amount. Of, see, again, you just kind of get a thumbnail sketch of things when you're learning history. And unless you take courses or read books that do a deep dive into specific incidents or time periods, you don't always get all the information about it. There was a lot of myths around the Tea Party or just, you know, suppositions, I guess I could say, that um, turned out not to quite be the case. And then also one of the things that I found fascinating 
that I was reading yesterday is that there were about 100 men that boarded for the tea party to dump the tea into the harbor. And also, I didn't realize until I read it that most of the colonists disapproved of what had happened with the tea party. They didn't like that it happened, especially when there was punishment as a result of it. The Intolerable Acts. They closed the port of Boston until all of the money was repaid. Uh, They expanded the Quartering Act, which was when they would force you to have British soldiers in your home or business. And all they really did was say they could now take up vacant businesses. But still, it was another affront to the colonists and their independence. They took away their right to self-govern as part of this. So the, the, the punishment the colonists felt punished everybody in Massachusetts and not just the 100 or so people that took part in the Tea Party. And I didn't realize that it took those 100 men three hours to dump all the tea that was on those three ships into the harbor. You would think that that's something that they show up and jump on the ships and throw it all into the harbor and hoot and holler and then leave before they can get caught. But they spent three hours dumping tea into the harbor. And that tea totaled about a million dollars worth of tea in today's dollars. So if you were if you were putting a 2023 price tag on the damages, it was a million dollars. And that's what they had to compensate, repay in order for the port to be opened back up. So you can understand why the people that didn't take part in it were upset about it. But again, this is just some of the stuff we can talk about with Kristen tomorrow. But we'll also talk about what you can expect from the museum itself and the kind of work that they do, not only as a place for you to go and learn, but for them to do continued research, which is uh, what she focuses on. She's one of the best researchers that I know. And so I knew it was a natural fit to have her on. In fact, I, you know, said to the Tea Party people, like, I want to have you come on and talk about these events, but I want Kristen to be the person to do it because I know, you know, she's helped me out with some research that I've done for some of my paranormal shows. Uh, She's from the Salem area, so she knows a lot about Salem history. Uh, But we'll have her on talking about the Tea Party history. And then we'll talk about some of the events that are coming up on the 16th and around the anniversary in case you want to take part. So 508-996-0500. We will also be giving away tickets to the uh, Shepherd Center performance coming up next week as well. Well, the performance is coming up on the 17th, but we'll give away the tickets next week. And we will have uh, so many more things to give away for you in the coming weeks. We want to make sure that we keep that flowing because you should be rewarded for listening to the radio. That's what radio does. They give away tickets and other prizes, and we're going to keep doing that. Polly in New Bedford says, I do business. We were talking about the businesses in Fall River and New Bedford and and the difference between them. Caller called in and said that the commercial tax rate makes all the difference. Uh, Polly in New Bedford says, I do business in both New Bedford and Fall River. Fall River is on a whole nother level. The restaurants are great, the tourist attractions, etc., Wait until the waterfront development is done in Fall River. It's going to look amazing. We have acres of vacant buildings and they have South Coast Shopping Plaza. It starts at the top. Mitchell is obsessed with windmills and banning nips. I mean, I will say this. 
I would put New Bedford's restaurants up against Fall River's restaurants. In fact, I would actually give, I haven't tried a lot of Fall River restaurants, but I've tried a good amount. I would probably give New Bedford the edge in that category. But Paulie's absolutely right. That waterfront development will be a huge boost to Fall River. You will also see more visitors, I'll say. I don't know if you have a lot of tourists that go to Fall River and spend more than an afternoon. You know, I don't know that people are coming to plan a week's vacation in Fall River. But then again, I don't know that people do the same in New Bedford either. I think both communities are kind of a place where you say, oh, let's go spend the day there. For New Bedford, it's certainly a, a, a desire to see people spend the day here when they say they're going to the vineyard or Nantucket and they're coming here to take the ferry. You want to give them options to stay here and spend some money before they go. You want to have it be a time where they, you know, instead of coming Saturday morning and getting on the ferry to go to, to a weekend on one of the islands, they come Friday morning and spend Friday in New Bedford. Visit museums, do a little shopping, have dinner, stay in one of the hotels, then get up early the next morning and take the ferry. I don't know that Fall River has that aspect to it when it comes to their tourism. In fact, Fall River has one tourism draw. Really. I know, I mean, I know there's a lot of other things to, to Fall River. But to most people coming from the outside, it's Lizzie Borden. And there's been a lot of drama with that in the last couple of months. And, you know, not to, this is not, to be taken in a negative way, it's it's their decision how they want to run the business, but the way things are running over there aren't the same as they were in the past. So I don't know that you've got the same people coming to spend the night in that house that used to. Maplecroft is now a private residence, so that's not going to be another option for people to come and stay. So I don't know that they have the same tourism draw that New Bedford would have just because it's not already on the way of where other people are going to. And I remember having a conversation with my dad years ago where he said, there's a reason why they built the six flags on the way to Atlantic city. So that when people were leaving New York to go to Atlantic city, they would stop and spend a few days at Six Flags, maybe. Or, you know, spend a day. But at least stop and spend some money there before they went and lost it all in Atlantic City. Or perhaps won a whole bunch in Atlantic City and treated themselves on the way home. And I think that that makes a difference in, in at least the tourism dollars in some capacity. But the more, see, that's what I, I love about the articles that we write at WBSM.com, whether it be something I write or Barry's really, really great at finding these little nuggets of history that you might not have known about. The more that you peel back those layers, the more you realize how much there is here and how much there is that we take for granted. And that happens so often in a community 
when I was on Saturday mornings, we used to talk about this all the time with historical societies. Is you don't understand when you live in a town, you don't always have an understanding of what your town's history is because you're, you're within it. So you say to yourself, oh, this is where I live. Why would people want to come here? Like, I'm here every day. I don't get it. And it's just because you kind of have blinders on because you are here every day. But when you start peeling back those layers and looking at it, you say, oh, this is a really interesting place. If you are a history nerd, spending a day or two in New Bedford is a dream come true. And I would say the same can be said for Fall River. You know, if you're going to come and spend a couple of days in New Bedford for its history, at least spend a day in Fall River for its history. But it, it does all come down to the businesses. Mully in Fairhaven says if you compare downtown areas, Fall River wins because of less blight and fewer empty stores. I was downtown yesterday because um, we were meeting with that uh, family from any miracle at the um, United Way offices. And, you know, seeing the construction being done on the new housing units, seeing the holiday feel start to come alive. I don't know. I, f I feel like the downtowns are pretty comparable. There's some empty storefronts in Fall River. At least the last time I went through the downtown area. And then it's another thing to say, well, they're, they're full of businesses, but are they full of businesses that bring people in from other places? And, and I get it. Listen, uh, any storefront that has a business in it is better than an empty one. I know. I get what you're saying. I totally understand. But a lot of the times that's just serving the neighborhood that lives around it. So if you've got a little convenience store or you know, a little takeout place or something. Those are really serving the, the immediate neighborhood. They're not bringing people to your downtown area. I think New Bedford does have a number of things that bring people to its downtown. But some things are there to kind of serve the people that, that live in, and work in the area. But I think a lot of those are designed to say, I'm going to go downtown and go to this place. You're not going to a bookstore or, I mean, maybe a coffee shop or a restaurant you might go to, but a bookstore, a toy store, a witch shop, even though I know that that's, that's no longer there. You know, you're not going to those just because they're in the neighborhood. You're making a point to go to those places. But what do you think? 508-996-0500. I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. I would swallow my pride. I would choke on the rinds. But the lack thereof would leave me empty inside. Swallow my doubt. Turn it inside out. Find nothing but faith in nothing. Want to put my tender heart in a blender. Watch it spin round to a beautiful oblivion. Rendezvous, then I'm through. And 
Welcome back in. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Hello. Am I on? Uh, yes. Okay. Trouble getting through. I have to use another phone to get through. I guess I've been blocked or something. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, no, nothing. Well, it just keeps ringing and ringing. I can't get through your show, Chris's show. I have to use another phone to get on. So hmm. I, I've been the first block line, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, oh, yeah. Well, again, uh, the problem with New Bedford, tax and spend, tax and spend, tax and spend. And wait, wait till you get your water bill, which the city council fell asleep on when they could have got a grant, you know. So uh, I don't know. I, the philosophy of the city has to change. It can't be tax and spend, tax and spend. And it can't be, well, we're going to lay off the commercial and put it on the homeowners because you're going to have a problem there, too, because the homeowners can't afford it. Well, so the homeowners are already know. saying it's too much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm a homeowner. And I know. Look, I, I, I've mentioned before. I bought my house 20 years ago, okay? And 20 years ago, my taxes were 400 and change, okay? Now my taxes are like, uh, you know, a, a year, okay, 32, okay? So, again, it's uh, uh, the attitude that the government has. And, you know, if they don't change it, I don't, I don't know what. <laughs> what's going to happen to the city. They they better sharpen their belts like they do in Fairhaven. Uh, you know, uh, I should say tighten their belts, sharpen their pencils, and, uh, you know, they got to do things differently than they've been doing. Look for waste, cut out waste, uh, whatever. This stuff, too, about, oh, well, uh, we don't have that much control of the budget. Well, you're headed for, uh, you know, a, a problem. You're headed for a takeover by the state if you can't handle this thing, you know, so... Yeah. Tim, I, 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 like I say, I've been trying to get into you guys. I try to get into you too, and I just get the ring, ring, ring. I, I've gone on the phone to get in here, but uh, it's good to to hear you. And um, even if I can't get get to call in, yeah, I don't know what that is. So is it a is it a landline you're trying to call on or a cell phone? Yeah, it's I, yeah, I'm calling on a landline usually, and hmm. I can't get in on a landline. This new as soon as the new system went in. It just rings, 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 and it goes to busy. But so what? We don't we don't have any blocks or anything. So I don't know why that would well, be. I, I I am not lying. I'll go to hell in a handbasket uh, you... tomorrow and stay in eternal in hell if I'm Who, lying. Who's your Who's I'm your phone company? Phone right now. It's, it's, my phone company is Verizon. You might maybe just give them a call and tell them you're having a, a problem with that number, and it's a number that you call frequently. Maybe no, I'll just I'll, I'll just call you on on a cell. That's all I can do. You know why? You know why should I? You know, uh, it's. It, Hey, what can I say? I enjoy your program. I always used to call you and everything. It's it's tougher to get it out. And and Chris too. It's tougher to get in and out that way. I'll I'll just use the 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 cell. Unless this gets blocked, Tim. I don't know. I know you know the story. I know you and Mike Rock know what's going on there. No, you guys no, are the, we're not going to block uh, you. The main runners behind this thing. We're I, not going to block say, you. Well, I would say with you, you're Mr. WBSM, because it seems when there's a problem or something, you're always the guy that seems to fill in if you can't get anybody else to fill in. So I would call you Mr. WBSM. Yeah, I'm just always here. I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> I know you are. I know you're always there. All right. Well, All right, my friend, you have a good day. Take care. Take it easy. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. And uh, we are going to go now into the newsroom with Ariel. At least one death is reported after a U.S. military Osprey aircraft crashed into the sea off the coast of western Japan. Earlier reports indicated eight crew members were on board, but the Coast Guard has now lowered that to six.
Twelve more hostages have been released by Hamas as part of an extended ceasefire fire deal with Israel. Yesterday's swap came after a temporary pause and fighting was extended an additional two days. In exchange, 30 additional Palestinian detainees were released from Israeli prisons. Harvard University is under investigation by the, the Department of Education over anti-Semitic incidents that have happened since the war started between Israel and the Palestinian militant group Hamas. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter will be buried in her hometown of Plains in South Georgia today. The private service and burial follows a tribute service held yesterday at a church on Emory University's Atlanta campus. A Colorado hospital is making history. Some workers at Denver Health are among the first to receive the live Ebola vaccine. There are no known outbreaks of the deadly disease right now, but officials say this is a way to prepare in case of one in the future. National Park Service officials say the lighting of the National Christmas tree will go on tomorrow. The tree fell over yesterday afternoon after strong winds blew through President's Park near the White House. The tree was pulled upright and a cable was replaced. It may just be midweek, but today is going to be sweet. Bree Tennis with more. Today is National Chocolates Day. It's among the great pleasures of the world. Discovered by Mayan people, it was the Spanish who brought it to the Western world in 1579, although their discovery had to do with an attack on a ship. But we thank them today for the introduction. I'm Bree Tennis. In sports, the Celtics have moved on in the NBA in-season tournament following a 124-97 win over the Bulls. Jalen Brown led all scorers with 30 points and 8 rebounds, while Jason Tatum scored 21 of his own. Al Horford was one rebound shy of recording a double-double after scoring 16 points. The Celtics will face the Pacers in the quarterfinals. This week, the team will host the 76ers in regular season action on Friday. The Patriots re-signed Will Greer yesterday after he cleared waivers. He was released from the roster last week to make room for offensive tackle Connor McDermott. This Sunday, the Patriots will host the Chargers. And a three-time Stanley Cup champion is joining the Red Wings. ESPN reports Patrick Kane signed a one-year deal worth just under $3 million yesterday. The winger spent the first 16 years of his career with the Blackhawks, where he won three titles. Tomorrow night, Boston will face off against the Sharks at TD Garden. Let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Clear, sunny, and cold for this morning. Around 30 wind chill values in the mid-upper teens. Mostly sunny for this afternoon. Temperatures still well below average in the upper 30s. Feels like in the mid-upper 20s. Overnight tonight, some clouds develop mid-20s. And then tomorrow, temperatures rebound nicely under mostly sunny skies. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
welcome back in 508-996-0500. Third Eye Blind was one of those bands that I didn't like in the 90s. I was like, nah, these guys don't really grab me. And then years later, I gave their music another chance. I was like, oh, I like these guys. But with the advent of uh, the internet and being able to download music back in the day, you know, you would get all that stuff off Napster and LimeWire and all those places. I got a I got a hold of the original Third Eye Blind demos when they were out looking for a record contract. And if you heard those, you would have said, Whew, why would anybody ever sign these guys? They did not sound good at all with those demos. But they've grown into a very good band that uh, has been around now for, you know, what, probably close to 30 years. So it's working for them. You know who won't be around for 30 years, at least not in their current position, is Fairhaven Select Board member Leon Corey. Uh, he has posted on social media, which he did, you know, last month, talking about some of the things that he has had to deal with since becoming a member of the Select Board. And he has said that uh, he does not intend to run again for that position. He is looking to run for a different position, uh, uh, telling the Standard Times um, in a great piece by Matt Ferreira over there that uh, he does plan on still wanting to serve the public, that even though he's been disillusioned by what he feels has been racist attitudes against him in Fairhaven, he's still going to be going for the second Bristol and Plymouth State Senate seat. So he is looking for a broader office, but says that he's disheartened that, you know, his desire to serve Fairhaven was overshadowed by what he says is the racist things that he's had to endure. And he laid it all out in his Facebook post, which is on his public page, his Leon Corey for for Fairhaven Select Board page. You can... um, you can read all of his reasons. It's a it's a well thought out, lengthy piece, and you can see exactly what his thinking is in that mindset. And I read through it, and I feel like he does a good job of, you know, for every it's like he predicts everything people will say in response to the incidents that he's discussing. And that he doesn't want to look at them and say, it's not a big deal, or it's just a small pocket of people. What, what seems to bother him based on this is the fact that people are saying things that are racist to him without realizing that they're racist and that that's not, that's not an excuse, it's a problem. And in Matt Ferreira's piece, which is uh, well worth the read, it's in it's online today. It was published online today. I don't know if it's in the paper today. I would assume so. It's not always clear when something makes the print versus when it makes the online. And to be honest with you, I don't really look at the print all that much, but if you want to get a physical copy of the paper, I will remind you that Dollar Tree stores get a limited number of papers in each morning. 
So why not go get the paper for a dollar twenty-five, as opposed to whatever they're charging for at other places? But you know, if you want to look at the physical story, you can do that as well. But it's online now. If you want to read it and see not only what Leon Corey is saying, but also that it's it's something that goes beyond that. Beyond just what he is saying, because Angie Lopes Ellison, the, the town administrator, also ha- says she's encountered similar behavior. So it's a, it's it's a it's a very interesting read. Whether or not you agree with it, it's still worth checking out and seeing your thoughts on it. Let's uh, let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Oh, hey, morning. You know, uh, I heard you talking about having those uh, demo tapes uh, with Third Eye Blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's funny. I'm I'm the guy that calls from out in California. Mm-hmm. And when I got to San Francisco, I, I was still living in my car. And I went to this yard sale. And this guy had, you know, like a box that would probably hold a small refrigerator. And uh, he had just filled with cassettes filled to the top and it turned out the collection of cassettes was one of the Jefferson airplane, Jefferson starship, uh, Marty Ballins, his, it was the, the catch all box in his office. And so I found like Bob Dylan demo tapes. Uh, I found like all these bands would send each other songs. And so there were all these demos and since I was living in my car, I couldn't take that whole box. I said it'd be worth a fortune, you know, now, because there were obscure songs and all sorts of stuff, you know. But, uh, yeah, it was amazing. And uh, um, there even there are songs that, like, all these different bands would join in on, you know. So, like, um, if you remember Blows Against the Empire, that album had, like, Grateful Dead, Quicksilver, uh, uh, airplane, starship, um, all these different bands would have different members sharing in on the deal. Santana people too. I mean, there's some great, uh, uh, great jam sessions <laughs> that would be the box to find. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and I'm sure somebody found them and hopefully digitized them and put them all online so that people can, uh, can enjoy those. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's true. I, and in fact, uh, I think the Grateful Dead had a, a site, um, trying to remember which one that was. And they had, uh, yeah, just an incredible collection of stuff. Um, let me see. I, I, the one thing I was going to raise, you, you've been keeping up like on, on Trump's finances. Um, just what I see on the news or what I see online. Well, you know, he's lost his business license for the entire state of New York. And they're letting him have a stipend, you know, to live on. But the stipend is far more than any of us would ever expect, right? I mean, enough gasoline to fill up his jet, you know, and make sure it doesn't crash from the sky, you know, while he's doing his presidential run. But he technically has lost a quarter of a billion dollars. They could have, they can't ask for more than a quarter billion because the entire state uh, laws just says tops out at quarter billion. But he uh, is going to, he's lost his business license in the state. And so anybody, if he's trying to sell his stuff from New York, he's committing a crime. 
and anybody that buys his stuff is a fence. And now, how that translates across state lines uh, is a different thing. But if he tries to use one of his shell companies from New York to do the transfer, <laughs> organized crime, you know, simple as that. And he's trying to, he, in court, you know, he's trying to pretend that he wasn't the boss, but he sure told everybody he was the boss during his TV show. You know, they, the, the idea that anybody would let a $40 million contract uh, zip by without him paying attention, you know, get real. So it, the whole idea that this con artist who pulled the same shell games to America, you know, at the financing of American uh, assets, they just... And then shutting down the police departments of each of those agents, you know, shutting down the bank examiners, shutting down the land transfer uh, uh, staff, uh, you know, so that the, the uh, transaction can go under the radar. These guys, they robbed America blind. And um, the idea that this guy is pretending to uh, to be still a, a rich guy when he's, I mean, you start. What was her name? The the niece of Donald Trump. It, she she told how when her fa her grandfather died and left her all of this stuff too. Um, she got in a car and for days they drove around, and they never hit all nine hundred addresses they had on the list. Nine hundred addresses, and. Um, the idea that this guy had lost all of that, bam, no more business license. Uh, and it's, uh, it can be looked at as the results of criminal operations. Okay, so it well, can be seized. I just got to hold you there because I got to take a break, but thank you for sure. the call. You have a good day. Yeah, no sweat. And uh, we do have to take that break. When we come back on the other side, 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few moments. Sam. say you might not have known that as we have the return of Edaville's Festival of Lights, of course, you know about how you can experience one of New England's oldest Christmas traditions, how you can immerse yourself in thousands of holiday lights that you've come to love, and you can experience new attractions like the Christmas Market and the redesigned Alpine Village, that you can ride the steam train, you can ride vintage amusement rides, that you can visit with Santa and shop from local businesses and crafters, that you can get a snack or a meal, or of course, even the chicken barbecue. They've got all kinds of great food. 
at Edaville. And you know that you can do all of this stuff. And you probably know that they have now tiered ticket pricing. So you can get in as low as $12.95 a person. You've probably also heard me mention that you can even buy individual ride tickets like at a carnival so you don't have to get the full ride package if there's only one thing you want to ride, including the train. So you might know about all that, but you might not know about some of the special packages that Edaville has going on, including coming up this weekend, they have the Santa's Express VIP experience. And what happens is as a VIP guest, you get to arrive before the park opens to get on the train. They actually built a new platform just outside the gates so that when you go, you get on the train there and you get your train ride around the park. You'll get your choice of milk or juice and a delicious cookie while Santa and Mrs. Claus visit with each child to greet them with a Christmas gift. Now, this is very limited, so you want to make sure you get on edaville.com and reserve your time. They make it that way on purpose so that Santa can spend more time with each child. So it's not just ushering you in and getting your photo. I mean, everybody loves to get their photo taken with Santa, but you know there's always a line and you don't get to talk to the big guy as long as you would like to. But with the VIP experience, you get to be the first on the train. You get to actually get on the train in a place different than where everybody else does. They take you around and then they drop you off at the station inside. So then you can begin your park experience. They also have the North Pole Limited. Uh, that's also coming up the weekend after where you can get the same type of experience uh, with Santa on board. You can find out all about it at edaville.com and make sure you get on there and you reserve your spaces now because time is, uh, space is running out as we get closer to the holidays. I got to take one final break for the hour. We'll be right back. Um, all right, let's. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.